fine. I'm going to hit record. I'm going to hit intro. <laughs> Take it away, Joe. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Or good afternoon or whenever you're listening to this. My name is Joe Neal. Uh, this is my brother from another mother but the same grandmother, Jason Mark. Now, Hello. if Jason, if if I am a COVID-19 carrier and Jason is not, and he's wearing a mask and I am not, and I sneeze in his face, the contagion probability is about 70%, according to this mostly false chart. Uh <laughs> If I'm wearing a mask and he is not, the contagion probability is 5% um, if I sneeze in his face. Welcome to our podcast. It's, it's called Just Because. It's, I want to continue. Um, if we're both wearing masks, then the contagion probability is about 1.5%, right? If I sneeze in his face, if I attempt to sneeze in his face. Um, and if we're both wearing masks and my dick sneezes in his face, the spoogeability of his eyeballs is 100%. Thank you. <laughs> Are you saying that this is why it's easier for me to talk slowly? I'm sorry. I lost my, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I could tell. I could feel the thoughts leave your brain. Yeah, they were gone. <laughs> They're gone. They're gone. If you I also are, if, want to, uh, I would like to introduce someone who's been on the show many times. It's Ian Sane in the membrane from Maine. Ian? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey. Good, good, good. Sorry for the clicking, Joe. One last click and I'm done. Okay. Um, okay. Can you play us a little click tune? Uh, Just really quick. Just sure. Say goodbye to the clicks. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Um, All right. So we've had a guest every single week during COVID, except that's the ironic. very first week, I believe. So much for social distancing. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, Jason, did you have things that you uh, you wanted to get off your chest, the things on your mind that you wanted to jump into right away? Well, um. It occurs to me that if if two people are wearing a mask and one of them sneezes and that person has mm -hmm. COVID and the other person gets it, they were going to get it. You know what? Sorry. <laughs> Something's about some God hates you. So <laughs> sorry, dude. It's, it's because of God's hatred. Really? Yeah. That's what this is all about. Pretty I much. It's about God's hatred. Yeah. And then another thing I had on my mind was that we said this before the show started. In fact, we started faster than we usually do because we were so excited to actually talk about this bullshit uh, because it was intriguing to us that Ian Sane sounds like House of Pain, which is a song off of Van Halen's album 1984, which, as Ian showed us, was recorded in 1983 but um, released in 1984. And mm -hmm. Joe, that just tickled you pink. Well, that tickled you sort of a rose, I guess, not quite pink. It's kind of a, a, a tannish rose. Like, like yeah, I'd it's say a, that's about right. Like if you were out in the sun a little too long, but not so long that you know you got you're gonna need some noxema. Do you put noxema on burns? Is that a good idea? Well, I was just thinking that nineteen eighty four, the album, my first thought was, Oh, 
that was that album's probably from like 1978, but they named it 1984 because they were like, "Oh, this album's about the future." And I thought maybe they were referring to George Orwell, which a lot of people do. You know, mm-hmm. they just bring it up 1984. I don't know, making an allusion to that story for some reason. For some um, reason, it's hard to believe that Van Halen ever took anything seriously enough that they'd refer to George Orwell. Yeah, yeah that's why I thought it was a silly idea. <laughs> <laughs> when it popped into my head, I'm like, that just doesn't, that just doesn't fit with what they're trying to do. I don't think most it's like, of the it's like, time. It'd be like Justin Bieber writing an album about Nietzsche, right? Yeah. Oh <laughs> right. man, that would be great. Can you imagine what the lyrics would be? Some along the lines of like, "Girl, <laughs> I don't believe you'll ever leave me." Like Nietzsche didn't believe in God, but now he's dead, and you are too because you left me, fucker. No, that's not how it would go. It wouldn't baby, be. Baby, baby. God is dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Bieber impersonation. That was really I've never good. Tried that before. You know what the problem is? I'm not really sure what he sounds like. No, so you I nailed just it. Tried to do like. <laughs> I think he probably in, sounds exactly what you, like what you think he probably sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just tried to do my best like pop idiot, and I and I pretended that I had hair and that it was stupid. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and that I had stupid tattoos, uh, but I just wanted to say I do think that there were probably songs on the album 1984 that weren't recorded in 1978, that but perhaps were written at that time because many times albums have songs that were written way before 1984. Now, a lot and of so albums initial, have songs that were written before 1984. Was, was I can name a lot of songs that had a lot of. Albums that had songs written before in 1984, a lot, a lot, a lot. Like every song, every album by the Beatles, those songs were written before 1984. I know this for a fact. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, most of most of Mozart's albums. But you were talking about the song "House of Pain," and I wonder what year that song was written in. And uh, I, I think that, see, I, I think that I'm a psychic. And the, the, the year 1978 popped into my head for some reason. Weren't you... It's, well, that's the year their first album came out, right? That's the year Van Halen, the album. Is, is that out. true? It, yeah. Ian, make that true, and then and then we can just accept that I'm a psychic. Van Halen started, got together in 1972, and their first album came out, or their first you know real album came out in 1978. Boom. Okay. Boom. And of course, of course, I'm not a psychic. I just... That... that I must have known that, and boom! You just play one on the, the radio. surface of my stupid brain. Yeah, thank you. I do play a psychic on the radio. Hmm. It's a stupid show. <clears throat> according to according to um, what do you call this thing? Wikipedia, Jump, and House of Pain. Mm-hmm. The single, I guess, House of Pain was the B side. Were released in 1983. Huh? Okay. What? Well, in my mind, also, you know, I'm I'm envisioning David Lee Roth like jumping around, doing the splits, jumping around, jumping around, and that fits with House of Pain because jump around. And yeah, there you go. Very good. I like that. When did that? I'm, song I'm come making out? all these complex associations. You're complex. You're just so complex. When did um, when did House of Pain um, debut their uh, jump around song? Since we're talking oh, music gonna, trivia. It, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say that one was uh, 1992. All right. I'm, how, am I, how am I doing? No, I think it was I think it was before that. 
But let's see. Um, let's see. I am getting like a middle school feeling from myself. Oh, <laughs> which is pre nineteen ninety one. Wait a minute just to, to date myself. Uh, Come on, when did that doesn't seem like a late eighties thing? Oh, no, though, you're, no, you're right. You're, you're right. Right. absolutely right. Their debut album was nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, nineteen ninety two. Yeah, and that yeah. was where "Jump Around" was the was the number two track. In fact, um, uh, we're coming up on the anniversary of the release of that uh, single, aren't we? According to Wikipedia, and just uh, let's see, third day, South September, April, June. Oh April, my God! September. Yeah, in yeah. ten days, it will be the nine two nine two. Uh, we're coming up anniversary. on the. It's it's we're coming up on the thirty eighth or the oh sorry the the thirtieth anniversary will be in a couple of years yeesh wait a minute ninety two to two thousand two that's ten yeah, years it's totally true and then from two thousand two twelve that's tw- yeah 30, 20, 30 years twenty eight more years yeah it'll be jumped around years oh my god which <laughs> means yeah so which means that when that that is that is older right now to us than Woodstock was to our parents when that came out. Yeah. Oh, I love thinking about stuff like that. Shit. You're right. <laughs> Not only that, but Joe, we did a whole episode yeah. about this. House mm-hmm. of the Jump Around by House of Pain has 10 days to survive the 27 curse. Right? Remember that? Oh, wow. Okay. So Jump Around might die at the age of 27 it if might. it's not careful. It's a, yeah, just like Kurt Cobain and Jimi Hendrix and I think about well, hopefully people. it doesn't die of a drug overdose. No, that would like be weird. A lot of, like a lot of these twenty-seven yeah. clubbers do, and yeah. hopefully it doesn't die of COVID nineteen. That would be. Hopefully it just doesn't die at all because yeah. I want jump around to be jumping around in my face for the rest of my life. I still really think that's a good song. Do you? How do you guys feel about it after? Oh yeah, fucking twenty-eight years, three decades. I'm, I'm always like happy when it comes on, but it's never something I go and put on myself. Hey, that's exactly how I feel. I don't, I've never, I do not seek that song out, but when it comes on, I find myself happy. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to see if there's a jump around karaoke version. If there is, I'll try, unless Joe, you want to, I'll try to write a COVID um, version. Uh, I think that's good. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's see. Are, is there clicking in the background? I apologize for this because I'm, I'm Wikipedia and like nobody's fucking business. I w- are you gonna are you gonna pandemicize the song? Yeah, that's Maybe what I'm saying. For next, yeah. for next time? Cool. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna try to do. Let's see. I don't know if you can hear that. This Oh yeah. Not very good. That sounds so weird. Pack oh it okay, up. now it Pack sounds it more like it. Let me begin. I came to win, bet on me, that's a sin. I'm gonna put this mask on punk, you better put it on too. If you don't, I'm gonna sneeze on you, you're gonna get all COVID it up. Yeah, that's not good, but I'll try. That was off the top of my it's head. Okay, if you, my if you sit group. down and try to write rhymes, yeah. I think it'll it'll come together for you. And I, I really like how you did um, you did a little Rage Against the Machine a few episodes back, and yeah, I, I liked your I liked your rapping style. And, my rapping uh, style. There's no way I can compliment your rapping without sounding super fucking white. So I just went, <laughs> I just leaned in. Well. <laughs> Well, now, would you say that 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 was rapping? Um, that um, Ian, I'd love your opinion on this too. That uh, that Rage Against the Machine is a rap band. That that Zach De La Hoya was rapping on that song. Zach De La Rocha, not Zach De La Hoya, but 
Did I say uh, Zach De La Hoya? <laughs> He's the boxer, yeah, isn't he? he? The boxer that, rapper? That, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I want I want to hear. Yeah, they yeah. were they were one of the they were one of the earlier uh, rap metal bands. Okay, I see where you're coming from though, Jason, because the, there's more than just rapping going on there. Like that guy. He he goes into like a punk, a metal style, but that that's what Ian's saying. It's rap rock, so yeah. they don't well, stick and, with just rap style. They go into again. I'm just sounding so fucking white right go now. Go for it, do it. Well, I mean, most I mean a lot of rap albums also have singing in them, so they're yeah yeah. That's fair. Yeah, you sound super white. My favorite thing about Zach De La Hoya is that he <laughs> that the intensity of his rapping gets to the point where you can feel a scream coming and then it happens. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things about his style of vocalization that is so satisfying. The way that you do it, Jason, I think is is more specifically rapping, though you, you do get more and more intense. I like the way it sounds. I am You're, I whiteify. Yeah. In as much as you, we've pandemicized songs and you obscenitized songs, I whiteify. That's what I'll do. When this COVID thing's over, I'll try to whiteify some hardcore rap. We're know. right outside your door. Let's whiteify. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. What would be like. I think I think that's actually a fair amount of what they and they and other groups are singing about is how too many things are being whiteified. So that's there kind you of go. on the nose. Yeah, that would be really. Super ironic and and also tone deaf. I, I'm trying to think yeah. what would be the iconic rap song, which is a white thing to say, right? Because you know, rap is as varied as as there are uh, people. So if you're to pick one, well, yeah. What do you mean by the? I was wondering if you, yeah. I was wondering if you gentlemen could tell me your opinion on what the most quintessential hip hop recording is. The one song that represents all of them such that we can judge all of it by what we judge in that song. Yeah. Um, it's funny that that's our impersonation of white dudes as if we weren't fucking <laughs> hardcore white anyway. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like the term honkify just cuz. Yeah. Honkify. Yeah, I don't know. Honkify. First thing comes to my mind is um um n- not next episode the, the uh the the album the song uh, <clears throat> Dre and Dr. Dre and the, the Chronic, right? Yeah, but what's the one? Uh, one, two, three, and two, the four. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre at your door. Now that's not the next episode, but they reference the next episode in that song. Yeah, I don't know the name of that song, but I know exactly what yeah. song you're talking about. Yeah, that to me. I can hear it in my. If you say rap, that's the first thing that pops in my head. What's the about a G thing? Yeah, that's it. That's the song. There you go. There's Ian honkifying. Yeah. Let's let's honkify. Ian, what's the first song that comes into your head when you think of rap? Just what Straight what do you Compton. think? Straight Ooh. out of Compton. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That makes Crazy sense. motherfucking name Ice Cube. Yeah. Yeah. Same era of music. That's interesting. I bet you you ask people. Probably earlier, but similar. Yeah. Now same, that it, was a late '80s song. Wait a minute. Are you saying yeah. okay? Like specifically, saying, that, it's from the same era of rap. Yeah, yeah. Right? What you yeah, say? But, but Dr. Dre came out of N.W.A., so it was N.W.A.'s first, and then he went there to the, Dr. Dre and the Chronic oh, after he left N.W.A. Oh, are yeah, you saying oh. down that same road? Suddenly, it was the next episode. Yeah, there Hear you that? go. That makes it's sense. Oh, right. So, but Ice Cube was in N.W.A. also, right? No. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you okay. got it. Yes. Sorry. He was. Ian saying. 
name one more member and an obscure one. Yellow Man. Oh. All right. And you, so yeah. I think this is a good time maybe to check in with Ian. With all of our guests over the last four weeks, we've been just checking in to see how the uh, pandemic is going. Yeah. And and so what's what's up with you? How How is life during this bizarre time for you, Ian? Man, life for me is, I mean, it's pretty good. We live in a place where we've got a pretty sizable house and we live on two acres and <clears throat> and our whole neighborhood is pretty spread out so there's lots of and there's woods so there's places to walk around and get out of the house even if we can't get out of the neighborhood um and we live in a smallish state so there's not like a lot of craziness going on um everybody owns guns so there's not like a lot of worry about that uh and things are <laughs> things are pretty good um we've been doing a lot of baking obviously uh, and a lot of rolling our eyes at the news and trying not to read the news because it's not helpful and it's not like we can affect any of it. Um, oh, God damn. And here, just here. Uh, working from home. Although I took this last week off, so instead of sitting in my office uh, on conference calls, I sat in my office playing video games. Nice. Uh, and then, and uh, yeah, just sort of waiting for all this to clear up and waiting for the springtime to really come. How are the youngins doing? Dude, they're so dumb. They don't know any better. Like they, they, they just they were gonna be at home. They were gonna be at home running around making their mom crazy no matter what. So to them, it's just that their dad's home that they can make him crazy too during the day. And but they, yeah. you know, they, they don't go to preschool or anything. So they they don't get to see their grandparents. They who used to come down like once a week, and they you know, or the rest of family people. We've gone on a couple hikes with family, but uh, but mostly they're just living their best life. Oh. Well, and, and they're not of really, I don't know, th- there's no anxiety about the about the world at large, the state of society. <clears throat> um, your, your your kids are not experiencing that. No, I I'm mean, guessing. my kids are four and two, so what, yeah. do they, what do they know, right? Like, if, you know, if, if for some reason the internet goes down and we can't get, uh, and we can't watch Rescue Bots or Super Wings on Netflix anymore, yeah, then yeah, that'll be, that's when it'll really hit home for them. Um, but for the time being, you're fine. That's when they know that things are breaking down in <laughs> yeah. a consequential way. Yeah. What do you mean I can't watch Rescue Bots? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I'm so far. And then Calvin is 10, obviously. And then he's he's been, uh, he, he spent a couple weeks out here. So he spent an extended spring break out here. And then he's back with his with his mom now. Um, and he I think he they're they're having a little harder time because they live sort of in the same part of the country you do. Um Davenport. But when he was out here, he was really enjoying being able to ride his scooter around the neighborhood and sort of run free and help help us chop down trees in the backyard and all of that. Oh, that's cool. Do you feel like there's some anxiety on the, on the part of of ten year olds? Uh, a little. I think it's more just I think it's more just stir crazy because he can't see his friends and they can't go out. He he does a lot of rock climbing. He can't go to the climbing gym. He can't go to the state yeah. parks and go climbing and stuff there. So they're just they're just feeling cooped up. Yeah. yeah, I actually I know a lot of ten year olds, and that might sound sketchy, but I do. I know a lot of ten year olds. Um, well, a lot of ten year olds eat a Taco Bell. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, as a manager of a, of a Taco Bell, you you become acquainted with a lot of ten year olds, and I found that these ten year olds, at first, they thought this whole thing was just fucking great because they can they just get to stay at home. It's like the dream come true. Like, I don't want to go to school. Okay, well, you're not going to school. You're staying at home. They're playing video games. They're watching YouTube. They're farting around all the time. Mm-hmm. But now that it's about a month in, these 10-year-olds are like, okay, 
I'm ready to go back. And and then and we're like, no, we being the adults. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, but I want to hang out with friends. Like, well, you're going to have to just do that via yeah, teleconference. Do not do that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what the 10 year olds call it. They're like, I don't want a teleconference. <laughs> but <laughs> little but, yuppies. but yeah, you said the word stir crazy. And I'm, I'm the 10 year olds that I know. They're getting stir crazy. It, it was it was a dream come true at first, and now it's getting weird. And yeah, so what you wish for? For my ten year old, when he was out here, and we could go. There's lots of places could go hiking, or we can walk around the neighborhood, or you can go on a scooter, or we have like a, some a stream in our backyard through the woods that you can go and explore that with his brother and sister. And it's pretty cool. But I think when he's at his other house in like an 800 square foot apartment and everybody in that neck of the woods is being encouraged to stay indoors and not go out. Uh, I like, I would go crazy. I'm sure he is. Yeah. And you know what? That's a big deal too, because the 10 year olds that I know that are cooped up in apartments in, in very like, uh, you know, population dense areas, Mm -hmm. those kids of course are having a harder time than, than 10 year olds that live in, in the rural areas of Davenport. So, right. Yeah, it's uh, so. Uh, hey, this this chart that I was looking at when I did the intro. Yeah, I wanted to get you guys what you guys think about this. I, I agree with you, Ian. Most of the stuff on the internet and in the news, like I just, I feel dismissive of most news or irritated by most news because I just don't, I don't know what I'm getting. I don't know how much is bullshit and and how much isn't. Um, well, but I'd say, there, I mean. I'd say it's more than that, right? Like you, do, you don't know how much is real, how much is bullshit, and how much is just to sell clicks. But then, yeah, yeah. Even if you knew it was all true, even if you knew for a fact it was all true, how is that going to change anything you do or anything in your day to day life? Like, what's the point of of knowing it right now? Like, you'll you'll find out when you're legally allowed to leave your house again, right? Like, what are you going to do about it if if you know the things that do or don't have an effect, or blah 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 blah. Well, I agree with you to a certain extent, but I mean, you do, everybody kind of has to make a decision as to what safety precautions they're going to take seriously. Now, Taco Bell corporate, Taco Bell corporate kind of bequeathed upon us certain guidelines. And then, you know, if you watch, (laughs) if you go to the COVID or not COVID website, the CDC website, and, or you listen to the people that are talking after Trump, not when Trump actually speaks, but the people that speak alongside of Trump, then there are specific guidelines that have been put out there. How seriously are you guys taking the guidelines? Do, are you guys adhering to to certain oh, safety precautions? I, I, I mean, I'm not sure what the guidelines are because I don't read the news, but uh, but we have, I'd say each of my wife and I have left the neighborhood only probably once a week on average since early March. We've been, my entire group at work has been working from home since March 10th. Um, okay. So we've effectively been on lockdown since then. We've only seen family in a couple of times and that was outdoors, like in a hiking sort of situation where everybody could stay apart. Uh, my wife wears um, masks when she goes out. I don't because I don't have one that fits. Um, although you I just wear one. your, you wear your gorilla mask. Right, not like a. Now I see. I want to get a Bane mask. That would be. That would be, <clears throat> that would be good. Yes. Uh, I think I could pull that off. Uh, but then, uh, and I, you know, when we usually wear gloves, like driving gloves or something, when we go out, and then take, a, and then we wash our hands when we get home and whatever. But, but it's not like I'm sitting around the house trying to not touch my face all day, because you know. The, right. Right. 
Well, um, again, you're out in the woods. It's not like you have, you know, safety precautions right. don't mean, apply to you for the most part. Yeah, I mean, part, we, we so. effectively, like, once a week, go out to a grocery store, buy things, wearing gloves, get back into the car, like, wipe our hands off with disinfectant wipes or whatever, come home, and then live our normal life insofar as it can be normal while living in isolation. Right. Well, how, how about you, Jason? Do, do you, uh, I don't know how often you go out. I know that you you are working from home with the car wash wash mm-hmm. business right now, but uh, so not a whole lot has changed. But do you uh, you you go and get supplies, right? Um, on occasion, when my wife's not around and there's somebody watching the kid, I'll go buy beer. Uh, the hard part, of course, is drinking it before she gets home again, which I means I got to stop buying cases of beer. Uh, she supposed <laughs> to buy one can at a time. I have been drinking a lot of Corona during this, <laughs> both unironically and ironically. And I don't know what the CD says about drinking beer in particular or Corona in general. I mean, Corona in particular, beer in general. Or wait, I don't know what the CDC says about anything at all. Um, well, talk about bullshit news. Did did the did Corona stop producing Corona? <laughs> That's one of the pieces of, of likely bullshit that I've heard. Um, my understanding yeah, my is they're still buying it. Okay, good. Okay, yeah. they're still selling it. Maybe they're not making it, but there's plenty left. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what their worldwide market is, and I'm sure United States is a huge part of it. But I, I doubt that the rest of the world is stupid enough to think there's anything that has anything to do with Corona in Corona. I, right, I mean, right, and it would be stupid, really stupid, even from a business model. Yeah, I, I mean, for for them to stop selling Corona when there's literally a coronavirus, there's a lot of people that are going to want to buy the beer just because it's ironic, and well, because it's weird. Yeah, and that's kind of why I do it, but also because cheap Mexican beer is the only beer that doesn't give me a headache. I just we live in a world, Joe, where in any country but the United States, in any country but the United States, if a person were to stand in front of a dais with the seal of the leadership of the country on it and that person on tv were to say perhaps we can inject bleach to kill the virus the next thing you would see would be a knight in shining armor walking on the stage with a uh a uh, a dead chicken and then they would hit that person in the head with it and then you move on to the next monty python sketch i mean that <laughs> is how the rest of the world would work i, I loved that that was really good when it's like yeah, it, it turns out dis- disinfectant can can kill the virus. And he goes, so uh, maybe we should just inject it into our veins. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I was like, oh, that's great. That to me was so just such a silly thing to say. It was so on brand for him. But I got to admit, yeah. to me, I was like, oh, that's kind of dangerous because there are some people out there that just kind of go blindly along with whatever the fuck he says. But my theory is that everybody, including his supporters, for the most part, a lot of his supporters are included in this. They nobody really takes him seriously. Everybody's th- that's even close to being a reasonable human being understands that whatever comes out of his mouth is just kind of it, it's bullshit. Especially if he's talking about the virus. So like that didn't hit me emotionally as hard as like a dangerous thing to say. It was just another another turd flying out of his mouth that is probably not going to be taken seriously by anybody. It, well, it was, I think it was mostly taken seriously by, I, I feel like it, it was alarming to a lot of people. I can't believe that the fucking president just suggested shooting up fucking rubbing alcohol. <laughs> That's uh, but, but I don't, I don't know. know. I, 
and, and everything seems totally believable to me at this point. Like I, I, I think he's a giant piece of shit and he's an idiot, but I also think it's not worth, I, I think, I think the media is just, I think the media is playing more into the fit, like the troll, the trolly nature of, of the, of, of sort of his whole movement by constantly covering every dumbass thing he says. Like, let's just all say, yes, he's a fucking idiot and then stop covering him live or like reacting to every little thing he says. That's yeah. That, that we have, that we do have to keep pushing that he's an idiot and, and keep presenting evidence that he's an idiot like that. That's, I think that's established. And so like a lot of times in the right. press conference, the fact that people are pushing that I'm like, yeah, we already know that. Like we don't, do you guys still trying to prove that? Like you, we have to. Nah, everybody knows that. <laughs> I did see right. a headline that said um, Trump team faces new challenge in 2020 race. Too much Trump. Uh, uh, and so your point is solid, Ian. That it may be the case that the press is finally saying, you know what? Just give him free reign. Just let's just 24/7 Trump. And th- there is no one who is going from anti-Trump to pro-Trump through this process. Nobody was like. I'm voting for Warren. Wait a minute. Disinfectant? Shoot it up? Maybe I'll go. No one. So, yeah, you're right. With every word that comes out of his mouth, he loses another voter. This is something I wanted to bring up. This, I think, is hilarious. You will you will recognize from the tone. I'm going to read a headline from an article. You will recognize the tone of this, and you'll know what, what periodical it came from. Okay. Uh, here's the title. Man just buying one of every cleaning product in case Trump announces it's coronavirus cure. That's the headline. Okay. okay. Does that so that's the onion. That's the onion. And this is something okay. that they they published on March 25th of this year. March 25th. Are you hearing me? Exactly one month ago yeah. today, because we're recording this on the 25th, for those of you who are listening to it in like, you know, June... <laughs> Or whatever, they predicted. Okay, if there's anyone out there who listens to this show and doesn't know what the onion is, you probably don't wear a mask when people sneeze on you. I'm assuming, but if for everyone else, I mean, just the idea that a parody newspaper making up bullshit in an effort to be ridiculous, unfortunately, are hitting it right on the head. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, the onion. (laughs) Are you under? How can you ridicule Trump at this point? What could you say? How could you parody him? What could you do or say that is outside the realm of possibility? What could you possibly come up with? I'm yeah. serious. It's like um, I'm scared to I'm scared to 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 make up something outlandish cuz he might in fact do it. I feel like we live in this sort of like the matrix is 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 somehow some 10-year-old who's bored at home because of coronavirus is now fucking with the Matrix and doing shit like, all right, let's see the weirdest thing someone said about Trump. Okay, let's make that the truth now. Ding. You know what I'm saying? It's just... Yeah, yeah. But it, it really is to the point where, yeah, it's it's not surprising anymore. Like, there, there's nothing stupid he could say where I would be like, oh my God, that's way stupider than what he would normally say. It, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, his range is, is so enormous and right. frightening that and i'm used to it i'm used to it and yeah. now during a global pandemic of course he's saying more stupid shit and and to me I don't, I don't really have an emotional response to it anymore and and not to get too close to this or too over analytical but fuck it why not mm-hmm. um uh it, a good parody is not something that's merely 
merely ridiculous, merely outlandish. Like I could come up with something like um, Trump announces that uh, grabbing him by the pussy is uh, better than a better than a vaccine for Corona. Right now, that is that's not parody. That's just I don't know what you'd call that, but a good parody <laughs> is just a little bit over the line of plausible. Right? It has to be recognizable as 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 not the case, but it has to be within the vein of you know. Uh, believability, so to speak. Like, you can only adjust things a little bit for parody to be effective. And so I'm not trying to suggest that now everybody should sit down and write, though. Trump says that if we eat rocks from Mars, we'll all grow five penises. No, that's not a parody. That's just, I don't know what that is. Um, but I'll tell you what, Joe, there is a percent of me. And if Ian, he says that tomorrow, I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah. I will actually be surprised. You just gave an example where I'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. Right, right. Yeah, and, and there is a, a 2% of me that is just terrified that, seriously, anything that a person comes up with, even that would be, you know, within the realm of possibility. I mean, it's just, if you if you go back any amount of time, you can go back three seconds, you can go back three years and say, guess what's going to be true, right? Guess what the truth is going to be? Your brain goes, no, no, come on. And, and like your brain goes, no, come on. And like, what are you getting at? Like what you're, you're obviously don't think I'm going to believe you when you said that bullshit. You didn't actually think you I was going to believe you. So why did you say it? What's your agenda here? Right. That's right. the warp part of it. That's how the, that we live in a simulation. I, it's proof we live in a simulation because there's some, there's some digits being swept under the rug for some sort of like, I don't know, algorithm that needs to run in the background and we're being exposed to it and we don't know what it is i don't know that didn't make any sense but i'm tired you know what did it for me where, where i just realized that anything and everything is on the table when it comes for when it comes to the horse shit that's flying out of his mouth is when he actually said i believe it was on live television national television when he said oh i could shoot somebody in Times square and uh i my i would still get more voters it was something i'm, I'm paraphrasing yeah, yeah you guys remember that, that? yeah now, well, now, I had an emotional reaction to that, and then uh, it wasn't a disqualifying event for him. He was right. And then I was yeah. like, okay, everything's on the fucking table. I, I'll be this honest is, with this you. This is where we're living. This maybe, is the simulation in which we live. <laughs> maybe this is maybe this is um, um, too obvious, but I feel like that was actually a, a moment in his life when he was actually cogent and appropriately self-aware. He knew at that point that he was going to get votes from idiots because they were idiots and it didn't matter what he did. He was bragging, right? He was bragging. Yeah. And he was right. It was an accurate statement. Uh, yeah, I yeah. still believe that if he shot a child in the face, did he say if I shot a child? No, he, no, didn't he said, say, said he could shoot somebody. He said he could shoot somebody on fifth Avenue and not lose a single voter. And he said it at the very beginning of 2016. And I think, but, but, that, but that's my point, right? Like you, you knew the beginning of 2016, everything's on the table and nothing's over the top yeah. for like what an idiot he is. And yet, four, four years later, here everybody is still talking about every dumbass thing he says. Like yeah. we knew this over four years ago, right? Yeah. But we can't yeah, stop. Yeah, that, that's that's the talking thing. About this precedent was set long ago, and so I'm no longer surprised. But I, you know, you yeah. know what? I, I I feel like we've dealt we've dove into the Trump thing, and you are right. But there is one more point I want to make. Very good. And and. 
and I apologize for stomping on your thunder or stealing your sheets. I don't know what the phrase is. It's I had no thunderish sheets. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's very sheet. early in the day for me um, and for everybody who are listening to it this early. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I can't remember. <laughs> Come on, what was your final Trump thought? It was, was going to be thought? something about how ridiculous he is. See, this is tough because I have two screens in front of me. On one of them is a a, a a chunky guy who's the picture for that Onion article that I quoted. And on my other screen is a bikini barista. And I'm just, my brain is not able to process all this information at the same time. Um, sometimes when when you're saying stuff like, hey, who was that guy when, you know, in that one thing? Like, sometimes I envision you just being distracted by pornography. Like I, I yeah. just I feel like that's what's happening sometimes. It's usually but, uh, that's usually the case. Even if um, my eyes are closed and there's no screens on in my head, there's this constant porn going. And and folks, let's let's be clear. When I say porn, I'm not talking about people having sex um, in outlandish positions and that kind of thing. No, porn can be anything that takes a a, a subject that hits you emotionally, like at the the lizard part of your brain, and just takes it over the top and makes it grandiose and like uh um what's the word i'm looking for makes it um just sort of like pervasive to the point of ridiculousness and that's the beauty in it i I have no idea what i'm saying right now but the point is is that i could be thinking about like a sandwich but it's a sandwich that you walk into and you sit on and then you eat it while you're sitting there and like there's this like TV made out of sandwich and it's showing you videos of sandwich while you're eating the sandwich that's on the TV. That's 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 sandwich porn. That's what's going through my head when I can't I think see. of what anything I'm saying. that activates your lizard brain to the point yeah. where it just takes over. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and most of the time it is naked women, but a lot of time it's not also... that not that lizards like sandwiches. I don't know. Well, yeah, I bet lizards could use a good sandwich. I, I bet what's you... in the sandwich, right? Yeah, I guess it's so. a cr- cricket sandwich. They might like that. I bet cricket you sandwich. Can we yeah. name the uh, Can yep. we name the episode cricket sandwich? That's what we're gonna name. And, and by the way, just real quick, also before I remember what I was gonna say about Trump, I feel like in today's episode, I'm gonna go meta here. Joe, you've been really, um, you've been really host like like you're 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 guiding the conversation. You're you're taking control. You're keeping us on point. I really, <laughs> I just want to tell you how much I. I like that, that you've really, you feel very, uh, well, I don't know how yeah. successful I am, but I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just following my curiosity and I've, I've, you know, give me a fucking break, man. We'll I'm not what. doing that good of a job. No, no, we, you're... we're all over the fucking place. Mostly we've been talking about Trump, I guess. Yeah. I or, just think uh, it's ironic that, Hanlon. that, that Trump is so stupid and ridiculous that, and we try to avoid politics on the show, but you got to admit that for how long we do this? Three years now, through the course of his presidency, more or less. There's a thing to think about. We uh, we don't talk about him, and yet he is such a ripe subject for getting, you know, for delving into. It's like if you if you have to if you have to put your finger in a cow's ass, right? Which you don't want to do. Most people don't want to do. Some people do, but most people don't want to put their finger in a cow's ass. But if you're going to put your finger in a cow's ass, you might as well shove your whole arm up to the shoulder in that ass, right? I get your analogy. Yeah. Yes. So it's like the dam has been opened. The floodgates have been dammed. The uh, the river has had a, a bridge built. Under, I don't know what I'm saying. The Well, I'm, I'm going to be hosty right now. And okay, I'm going to go say, I, I think that of the... 
170 odd hours of this show that exists on the internet we've maybe talked about trump for a solid two hours yeah that's that's my read and that's pretty good because most of the time i don't know trump trump is a pervasive entity like he just he's just everywhere and we've intentionally avoided the motherfucker in our conversation did you guys start the show late 2016 or early 2017 like the f- second week of 2017. Yeah. So you basically started the show when he got inaugurated. So it, he literally, it's the show really is the history of the show. is almost the same as the history of Trump as president. Yeah, it's true. It's it true. The JBC the administration show. is started right when the Trump administration <laughs> began. I don't know what we administer. <laughs> Not much. It's stupidity. Dick and fart jokes. I yeah. Guess. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Well, I like that. Here, Go on, so yeah. I, I'm going to try to remember what I was going to say, and, and in the meantime, you guys talk about things that are intelligent and interesting. Well, interrupt us when you get your final thought about Trump, when it appears back in your head. Okay. Um, this chart that I was talking about, yeah, about the masks and the contagion probability and everything, the, I, I wanted to mention it on the show, so I looked up, I just Googled, you know, COVID mask chart or whatever. And the first thing that came up, this is really funny. This this says a lot, I think, about the state of things. Here is the chart, and it has you know little cartoons of people with masks and people that don't have masks and people coughing, and it has the probabilities on there. And then a cr- it has in like yellow stamp, like yellow highlighter stamp across the whole thing. It says mostly false. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. It's it doesn't say false, and and the chart doesn't just exist on its own. There's you, you it's like okay, this chart. Well, that might be helpful. No, well, maybe not. It probably not. Well, I don't know. And, and the, there it is. Like this, I tried to Google some information, and I got nothing but bullshit. Like you, and it even admits that it's bullshit. But yeah. here's the thing: the people that stamped mostly false across it. I don't know if they're right either. <laughs> yeah, this could be a perfectly reasonable chart that's based on real data, but the people that posted. Uh, let me see. Yeah, it is. It's on Snopes. Do you see it? Snopes. No, I'm just saying Snopes is usually pretty trustworthy. Like, oh, good. That. Okay, and I didn't read the article. Now I just wanted to look at a chart so I could do a silly intro about yeah. my dick sneezing in Jason's face. Right. But uh, I just thought it was funny that this is the first thing that you see. When you Google such a thing, That's so you, so you feel that Snopes is is trustworthy. I've 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 heard that Snopes can be trusted. I feel like they. Uh, I, I feel like the only people I know who say that Snopes is bullshit or isn't trustworthy are the same people who send me who send me conspiracy theories and chain letters. So I, yeah. I, I'm I'm going to side on side with Snopes. Okay, it feels like they vet the information like uh, when. They say, okay, this isn't true, and here's why. They, they explain why. Whereas I feel like there are other sources of information or claim to be sources that when they say something is the case, they don't give you an explanation or any kind of uh, corroborating evidence. You know, when, when a Hannity or a Alex Jones says, you know, um, herpes was caused by purple Kool-Aid, you, they, that, they're, they're done. They don't say, and here are 18 articles and 97 medical yeah. research things they don't they don't do that so. yeah they don't cite research very yeah, well yeah. but uh but they say things with such strong conviction yeah yeah 
it's it's incredible. The 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 the, the thing I was going to say about Trump is still not into my head, but I'm getting closer. Um, I did want to okay. bring something else up though, and I yeah. can't remember what that was either. Um, oh oh well, oh! Let me sorry, tell, huh. I did want to do. Yeah, you have something, Joe. So do I. You we there's a thing I've been trying to do on the show for a while now, which is like uh, get Joe prepared for the stupidity that the stupidity that is fatherhood. And earlier, Ian, you mentioned rescue bots. My son has recently discovered rescue bots, and you know I don't nice. like to yuck anybody's yum. So everybody, take what I'm about to say with the same grain of salt. You take everything I say. By now, you probably have really bad high blood pressure because of all the salt you're taking. But um, rescue bots is demonstrably, demonstrably stupid, mm-hmm. Ian. Do you agree? If you disagree? I'd love to hear your thoughts on the. I mean, yes, it's obviously <laughs> stupid, as is Super Wings. But yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Hold on a second. There's a show called shows Super have Wings. Always been stupid. Like, do you guys remember Barney and all that idiocy and and what, oh, yeah. what the, the fucking Teletubby things? So it's better than that. That's and a good point. Yeah. The kids quiet and entertained for an hour or two a day, like in the evening when we're trying to get stuff done. So fair enough. Whatever makes them happy. Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, no, that's, that's the content is, is dumb, but, but it's utility is, is high. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'd say yes. And that that's true, but also like that, you know, they switch favorite shows every few weeks or every month or two. And Mm -hmm. they, and some of the shows are brilliant. So the story bots and octonauts, are both great, great kids shows, and they watch okay. a lot of those. So if they want to watch some brain dead Transformers Junior shit once in a while, like yeah. that's fine. Yeah, I, I so hear you what you're do saying. get the, the your kids do get some shows that that you find actually very well done. It's not just a bunch of oh, stupid shit. Oh, you, yes, but we but we unless we find something in particularly offensive or stupid, we don't we don't choose what shows they like. Sometimes if we really hate a show, we'll tell them that show is broken. And it doesn't yeah. work on Netflix anymore. Um, but yeah, mostly, but mostly, we let them choose which shows they want to watch. And yeah. sometimes it's dumb, but a lot of the time they choose things that that are fun for us to watch, even or that have good lessons in it. So yeah, so no, whatever. Definitely, it's it's you'd be hard pressed to find something that kids shouldn't watch because it's damaging. Um, it, it's usually been I use the word vet already, but she's been vetted by the public to the extent that if it's on, it's probably okay. Obviously, you should pay attention. Joe, as a dad, and you will to what your kids are watching when it comes to that. But um, and it, and Ian, you're absolutely right. Within the context of its utility, if the kids entertain. That's the whole point. And no kid is watching. No four year olds watching Rescue Bots and analyzing it on its writing and going hmm. Nor are they picking up cues for how they should <laughs> you know put together a script or how they should you know approach a problem. They're just you know laughing at the way the cool robot turned into a fire truck. But yeah. at the same time, Joe, you will have to at some point engage with this show intellectually, whatever your kid's watching, because you got nothing else to do, or you're examining it for seeing if it's you know worth their time, blah blah blah. blah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, um, bubble pup, bubble guppies has some moments in it. You're like, that's that's pretty good writing. Uh, uh, the the whoever wrote the the music for PJ Masks, I'm not saying the lyrics of the music. That's some decent musical writing, but whoever yeah, PJ Masks is a good one too. Yeah, but whoever have, wrote. Jason, have your kids watched um, Storybox? Because if not, you should put that on. It's actually fun for grownups too. It's it's a great show. I have it, and I will. Yes, because right now he likes Super Wings, and he likes uh, Rescue <laughs> Bots, and it 
Joe, when you watch these things, your brain Super will stop wings. working. Your your brain will be like, wait, what? 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 No, that's it is almost as believable as you know the Trump presidency. I mean, this is how I was. I was hoping that some of these shows that some of these kids shows that I'm going to be exposed to kind of have the effect on my brain where I just, I dissociate. Uh, I just, I enter this state of calm and inattention to anything. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that's the case. I have to ask, give me your take on this. Both of you, you both agree that what is it? Rescue bots Yeah. is, yeah. is stupid. Yeah. One, I want to ask you both. Tell me, why it's stupid i just want some description okay. about what is so okay, dumb so about the show <laughs> it's okay it's it's you've seen you remember the transformers it is a junior kids version of transformers literally with the autobots but they're all rescue vehicles and they're helping okay. people from whatever so imagine if you took transformers and made it more childish and more amateurish in every dimension and you'll and that's why it's dumb because Transformers uh, is not exactly Shakespeare to start out with, right? So, like, take that and, like, crank it down three notches in terms of quality entertainment in every axis, and you've got Rescue Bots. I think that if a 10-year-old were to write a script for Transformers or Rescue Bots, um, you would you would recognize that it was a 10-year-old, and, and you would be, like, um, perhaps impressed. You're like, you know, this is not Shakespeare, but this 10-year-old has put some effort into this. There's structure, and I see great potential in this 10-year-old. This is this is decent. Um, but if you were to take, then, that script and give it to an adult, and the adult said, this is exactly what we need to go for, and the adult started writing scripts that were just like that, you would be, like, borderline offended, like, what the fuck, dude? You're way better than this. Are you serious? <laughs> You Come do this on, for a like living? A yeah. 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 It's like because, a whole bunch of idiots all together. Yeah, so you can't you can't say these scripts were written by um by fools because there is an effort put into their completion. And then when they complete it, you know, I wish I or I wish they had sewn their anus shut instead of shitting all over the place. I just wish that is <laughs> what they'd put their effort into. They're just bad. I mean, this 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 shark this automated sh shark submarine is swimming around and it's trying to bite slash explode this boat and so the the fire truck and the goddamn police car jump into the water and they drive on the ocean floor with engine sound room right and exhaust coming out of their tailpipes while they're driving on the fucking ocean floor joe and then <laughs> and then they they hit a clam and jump up to the shark because they can't swim right and so they hit a clam and they jump through the water up to the shark and then they haul it away and then they realize oh shit it's going to explode and so the the helicopter bot picks up the shark because he couldn't do that before and he he takes it out in the ocean and lets it go and then it explodes right and oh the reason he does this because everyone's standing on the dock looking at this shark thing and they're like oh shit it's going to explode what do we do and they just stand there like oh fuck and then the, the helicopter takes it away, and it takes like three minutes. It's like, that's three minutes, fuckers. You could have been running away instead of this goddamn helicopter taking the shark out to the middle of the fucking ocean. But you just stood there with your thumbs up your ass because you didn't know what to do. And then and then the, the shark explodes, and they all look at each other like, that's fucked up. And then they walk away like, another day in stupid town. It's just... And that now, was, I have a question. So, so yeah, Joe, imagine if somebody asked a 14-year-old to write Transformers episodes while they were tripping on drama meat. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, Jason, was that a? Re- did you just describe a real episode of yeah. Rescue Bots, or did you just make that up at, just kind of as a, an example of what? No, might that I watched that. I that's watched no, that's that. Real life, dude. And then, and then, <laughs> thank God there was a sponge at my feet to pick up the drool that came out of my ear called my brain, so I was able to shove some of it back in and start thinking again. Jesus now, fucking I wish, Christ! I wish we had uh, we had a button because Jason was giving a very similar rant. He was complaining vehemently about bubble guppies. Uh, that's true. Um, and and I remember that your main complaint about bubble guppies was kind of the same thing. You're like. You're talking about how police cars can't make engine revving noises when they're, you know, traveling across the bottom of the sea. But you were like, Bubble Guppies is a pretty good show. But let me tell you, Joe, you can't blow out the candles on a fucking birthday cake at the bottom of the ocean. Okay? It's true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I was ranting and raving about how this one dude, Gil, his name's Gil. Who? What the fuck? Come on. Like, hey, everybody, let's watch this show about children. One of the characters' names is Lung. And anyway, he's playing with a, a hair dryer. He's playing. He's playing with a hair dryer at the bottom of the goddamn ocean. Ah, uh, yeah, the hair dryer. Yeah, and then there was the part where they got stuck on a in a tree or something. And they had to call the fire department. It's like fuckers, just swim down. Come on, <laughs> swim away from the tree at the bottom of the sea. Yeah, okay. but <laughs> but the lessons are good, and some of the stories are interesting. And I'm not making this up. Ozzy Osbourne has done a voice on Bubble Guppies. Wanda Sykes has done a voice on Bubble Guppies. So. If you have to choose between the shit, fuck, stupid logic of Bubble Guppies versus goddamn Rescue Bots, if you don't choose Bubble Guppies, just run for president, because that's the only thing you're capable of doing. And I gotta say, I love the titles to all these. I think Bubble Guppies is just great. It just has a nice ring to it. When you said it, when you first brought it up, you called it Bubble Fucking Guppies. (laughs) Put it in a a montage, because I just love how that sounds. But... And then rescue bots, nah, whatever. You know, you, I think you guys are right. The, it seems like those scripts are are written by ten year olds, but they're written by adults, which is super disappointing, weird. But I think yeah. that there's a craft to that. I think that's what they're doing. Their writers' room is like, they'll come up with a decent script, and they'll be like, this script isn't as much, like it doesn't sound like a a ten year old wrote it. So we need to we need to scrap this and try again Dumb until we get a, a script. More. Yeah, until we get a script no. that sounds like it was written by a ten-year-old. No, I wish I wish it was there. There was that much intelligence in there. It's not. This, these are scripts. Yeah. Have you ever met somebody? Maybe I'm that person, but you've met people who are just impressed as fuck by themselves because they can do something, and you just want to tell them, like, no. I mean, like people who who sing terribly, but they just think that they're the shit, you know, or or you know, what I'm talking about like that's me. Yeah, I was gonna exactly. say I'm I'm like that. <laughs> No, Joe. Joe, you you performed in front of lots and lots of people. You got blowjobs as a result of your singing. I don't think that you can claim to be that kind of bad in thinking you're that kind of good. I'm talking about yeah, but the blowjobs were behind dumpsters by fat men, and, hey, and I'm, I'm a heterosexual. I'm so sorry, but hey, a, a blowjob's a blowjob. Come on now, seriously. Poll time. Anybody out there? Is there a such thing as a bad blowjob? I don't care if it's a dumpster, it's a fat guy. I don't care if the dude's got COVID nineteen and sneezes. When on there's you. a dumpster next to you when you're getting a blowjob, it it adds something. I can't really explain, but that that environment actually adds to the blowjob, and I can't I can't explain that, but it's true. Hey, I just want to say, Super Wings, the title yeah. Super Wings, mm-hmm. sounds so <laughs> dumb that it's good. Like it it's so childish. 
<laughs> and basic. Okay, so it's, it's, and what it's, is it's that show about? Bots, I've been bots. burning inside. <laughs> take Rescue Bots, make it about airplanes, make it even more childish and cartoony and dumb, and yeah. then take away the, the, the Transformers branding, but they're still transforming airplanes. And you've, they, got, you've got Super Wings. I might be getting it wrong, but are Super Wings the one where it's a bunch of little airplanes, but they're alive and like they're not rigid, yeah. obviously, because yeah. they can point and with they, their wings. But they don't transform so much as they just fly around no, each other. Transform. and Do they? Okay. All right. No, they do transform, yeah. All right. I might be right. thinking of a different what, one. What do they transform into? Assholes. Like robots. Yeah. Okay. So it's another Transformer. But, but, like, but, like, but imagine if Transformers in the art style of Cars... Like that sort of like yeah. super cartoony, doofusy robots. Lots of round super wings. Yeah, it's just funny yeah. that someone's like, "We're making a children's show, so you know everybody bring the bar down really low when we're coming up with names because it mm-hmm. doesn't really fucking matter." You know, right. we don't need we don't need something super brilliant like bubble fucking guppies. We just need to get <laughs> or, or something PJ masks out. about superheroes who wear masks while wearing their pajamas. Yeah. What? Okay, yeah. so that's the best title of all, or the worst, I should say. Yeah. Super Wings is is just dumb and makes me giggle. PJ Masks. You mentioned that earlier, and I was like, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. PJ Masks. And that's it's about these three. It's about these three toddlers, basically. Toddlers are early in elementary school kids. Yeah. Who have who are superheroes at night, and they yeah. go out, and all the supervillains are elementary school kids too. Yeah. And it's actually kind of a fun one, as these things go. Uh, like the villains are actually kind of cool in that, but yeah, maybe I can play you a song because the the I think the writing of the songs is pretty good. Um, oh, that's the one where you were saying the the music is is reputable. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, let's see if this comes through without. Yeah, Ian's right now just shuddering. <laughs> I should turn this off, huh? Let's see if I can do that. Sure. Uh, shoot, it's at max volume. Uh, you can barely hear that, right? I can't believe I'm making people listen to this right here. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, it's, now it's, it's no Zach De La Hoya, but, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'd let my unborn child listen to that. Yeah. I just I don't know it's it's um they didn't half ass on the villainy here in PJ Masks it's like not only are the villains bad but they love it that they're bad they like they're celebrating their badness you know they're just like yeah I'm evil I'm I'm a fuck you up um ocelot boy or whatever it was what's the what's the lizard guy iguana man I, lizard, I think it's yeah something like that lizard boy or yeah, I don't know. iguana or something yeah and ocelot boy <laughs> yeah, I don't remember yeah and kids, you know, see, it just, it, I'm yeah. going to bring this back around when it comes to safety precautions. It just occurred to me that many times when I go out to the grocery store, I'm wearing my pajamas and a mask. So I hey. am fucking PJ mask. Oh, dude, that's oh. so sweet. I like that. That's pretty. Yeah. What's your superpower, Joe? Uh, my superpower is not sneezing on oranges. Oh, mind blowing. Mind yep. blowing. Yeah, that's. <laughs> That's something else. Is it? Is the pajamas? Everybody thing? wonders how I can pull it off. Like, how does he yeah. do that all the time? How does he, he do continues that? to not sneeze on oranges? Yeah. Wasn't it? Was it on? I can't remember some some comedian or some talk show person was talking about how somebody spat on an apple or sneezed on an orange, and another person cold cocked them, and then they're like, "Look, 
it doesn't have to be COVID. If some, if you watch somebody purposely spit on a rutabaga, fucking cold cock them. It doesn't matter if we're all sick or not. That's just Jason, gross. you just reviewed a portion of our show like two episodes ago. Oh, did so I? It wasn't comedians <laughs> and it wasn't a comedy bit. Well, unless you want to call the show comedy, but no, it, we we told the story. This dude spit on an orange. Somebody cold cocked him, and you said, "Why does it have to be COVID nineteen? Anybody fucking spits on an on an orange." At a produce stand, you should punch him in the fucking face, which is true. I can't. I reviewed myself, gave myself praise. I should be motherfucking president of the goddamn United States. (laughs) It's funny. Did you really remember that as maybe some bit on some show? Yeah, I thought maybe Seth Meyers said it or something. So, goddamn, what a... Am I a self-involved douche or what? Not that Seth Meyers is. He's a talented individual. Um, Goddamn, that's loud. Sorry. I want everyone to know the show's over. I don't want there to be any doubt. <laughs> you know what's really funny? I I really anticipated today that that you two you two are like the maybe two of the smartest people that I know. Huh. And you read a lot. And I know that there's a lot to be read out there that is bullshit right now, but I, I had it in mind that you guys would kind of help me sift through the bullshit and tell me <laughs> some really good information. I don't know why I thought that would be the case, but. Uh, <laughs> well, you just said why you Sorry, thought man. <laughs> It's okay. I had way more fun. I'm glad that that didn't happen because that would have been boring for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we live, in, we live in weird times. I just. I just they, so I hope someone makes a movie. I hear I wanted to make. All right, Hollywood, listen. Keanu Reeves is a cool guy, right? Everything he's done is actually way better than we thought. We're we're finally realizing that now. Even when he was in uh, uh, Much Ado About Nothing, um, Bill and Ted was a great, great, great movie, and I want you to remake it. And here's what you're going to do: instead of going into the past to get people from history and bring them up here to explain history, what I want you to do is to Bill and Ted this thing where they go into the past and bring people from the past up to now so they can see how now is so they go what the fuck did we do thinking we were going to shape the future this is what we made and then they go back to where they're from and they kill themselves okay that's what i want the movie to be bill and ted commit suicide bill and ted talk people into committing suicide okay how about it's bill and ted's nietzschean adventure and the soundtrack could be by we, we live in a divided nation at this point, and there's one thing that everybody seems to agree on right now, and that is the quality of Keanu Reeves' work. That's true. And and can we just real quick, I know this is, we're out of time here, but we do not live in a divided nation. I, I don't agree with that. I, I, I'm getting a little bit tired of the whole equal time bullshit. Your body is divided into two parts. Most of you and the shit you produce. No, that's not how it works. You can't divide your body. You can't say that these are two things that are comparable in the least. There's your body and then the shit you make. No, that's not how. There's people who think Trump is stupid and then there's the shit you make. And I'm tired of us people just like, oh, you know, they, they have a right to their opinion and they have a right to voice what they think. No, no, they're all racist asshats and they deserve to shoot Clorox in their veins. I just feel sorry for their kids, genuinely, seriously. I'm sorry for his kids. If you're listening to this show and you think I am being unfair to Trump supporters, I want you to take your fist and very gently, just very gently, put it in your mouth and keep shoving until your elbow is underneath your nostrils, choke on your own hand, and fucking die. 
I think you're being unfair to Trump supporters, and I'm not going to do that. But we can talk about it another time. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to say that I, I think it might be a little bit more complicated than that, but <sighs> I do think there are some Trump supporters out there that should fucking punch themselves in the teeth and then swallow their arm like Jason is talking about. You but, hey, I can tell you liberal. this much. In Davenport, I go out and walk my dog, and I've got my little mask on. And I'm telling you, this is a little bit aggressive. There are some older people in my neighborhood. They walk out. They're standing in their yard. And when I walk by, they, like, aggressively approach me saying hi without a mask. And and, and I have to try and avoid them. They're, they're, I swear to God, there are people that are... It is their point when they see me. I think maybe because I'm wearing a mask. I'm making a lot of assumptions here. But I've, I've been approached aggressively by people without masks, older people in my neighborhood. I think that they're Trump supporters. That's all I'm saying. All right. Okay. Well, I still can't remember what I was going to say, so it's probably for the best. We got 50 seconds until our little outro is done. Ian, always great to have you on the show, dude. I mean, just, I'm so glad that you're able to get up at this time of day for us, so thank you for that. I'm so sorry I was late, because I no. know it's way earlier at the time of day for you guys, so... Nah, nah, it's more time to make coffee. Um, yep. Follow we, us we on Instagram, we never post anything there. Follow us on Twitter, we never post anything there. Uh, and give us five-star reviews, or Shags will fucking fuck your mom. That's right. <laughs> That's important. Alright, Joe. You want to scream? Now, lately, yeah, I do want to scream something, but I'd like some suggestions if you guys... You 12 minutes. Or 12 seconds. Okay, you got 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4... Bubble three, fucking guppies! Two. Nice. <laughs>